Hey folks, welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. This episode was our first remote, so I took my laptop, a couple microphones, just a bare bones bag of equipment, and I drove up to my guest, who is Ross from Fresh Coast Seed Co., they grow medical marijuana and they sell seeds. We did the interview in their main grow room. And because it was just me and it was my first time doing it, we had some technical issues early on. So you'll hear some clicking and some stuff like that. We get it sorted out pretty early on. And then from there, the conversation is really interesting. We get into the science, but I ask him to dumb it down for me and for people who might not know that much uh, about, the, about the cannabis game. We also, you know, find out that it's it's not like uh, th- th- there's a perception of, of people that grow cannabis must be bad people that are inherently into doing illicit and illegal things, and that's not the case. These guys are, first of all, dealing w- with uh, patients. They're actually building their business around caring for people who have different conditions ranging from you know anywhere from mild to severe i guess you could say they're they're in this for compassion and that that comes through when you get to know ross who's an old friend of mine we've known each other about 20 years uh, he's a hard-working guy real good heart uh, you you hear some of the work ethic in some of his stories about working on a alaskan fishing boat you know he's been here, been there, done a lot of interesting things, but when it came to cannabis, he really found his passion and ran with it, and now Fresh Coast Seed Co. has won a gold cup from the, uh, what was it, the, the Cannabis Cup. They won a gold cup for their vape pen. They've been doing a whole lot of collaborations with other folks, and they've been featured in High Times social media Speaking of social media, their own social media is pretty impressive. They've got a few thousand, I think it was something like 17,000 subscribers last time I checked. So the word is out. These guys are on point. They're doing it the right way, and they're doing it for the right reasons. I think you'll enjoy this interview with Ross from Fresh Coast Seed Co. Check them out. They're on Instagram, posting regularly. They've got a website. All the links will be in the show notes. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed this one because I enjoyed doing it, and uh, I hope to have him on the show again. But until then, enjoy this interview with Ross from Fresh Coast Seed Co. I'm here with Ross from Fresh Coast Seed Co. Yeah, what's up, everybody? The best in the business. Speaking of the business, tell them what business you're in, Ross. Um, Currently, we are breeding cannabis plants for the world. Anywhere from CBD plants to really high-end THC plants, uh, pretty much the goal is to try and suit everybody's needs at this point. So the plants that you've got, are um, are you just doing medicinal marijuana or like it seems like there's a lot of things going on under the Fresh Coast banner. Can you kind of elaborate on what some of the different things are? We rolled out a project a few years ago with Light Sky Farms, um, who was real heavy on um, medicinal plants. Uh, He's won multiple cups with certain plants. Um, Those particular plants have saved several lives from cancer and whatnot. So um, we wanted to try a project where we were getting uh, good one-to-ones, two-to-ones 
Um, so we hit that <coughs> the moose cookie plant in particular, which is nine percent THC, nine percent CBD, uh-huh. um, and hit it to a gorilla butter dad. And the clones that we're working with now are eight percent THC and fourteen percent CBD. So um, we're gonna, um, you know, we're starting a nursery and whatnot. And I'm really excited to be able to get these plants out to the public. Um, you know, I hear all the time from people, oh, my uncle or my aunt or my grandma or my dad or my mom, you know, they really need a CBD plant and they're new growers. So we're just taking, we want to offer this to the general public, you know, at an affordable price, you know, because we really care about people and people's health and whatnot. So I'm excited about that project. Um, I'm probably going to actually make a second generation. Um, so that people who do want to pop the seeds, they have that option also. Um, uh, but yeah, I work real close with Light Sky Farms, and he's always, you know, he's an innovator. He's always pushing the envelope one way or another, and um, it's been really exciting. Um, but the current projects are um, based, mainly focused on old school genetics. Um, Death Star, Sensi Star, um, and then incorporated in that some of the newer stuff that uh, is not actually really like uh, categorized as an indica or a sativa or ruderalis or indica. It's just uh, these uh, this freak line. It's a mutant line, and um, I'm excited to be working with cannabis potency research on that stuff. And so this is really the year to bring all those different projects together. Um, and those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know this will be my last production run, and I'm just going to completely focus on these projects and um, get this stuff out properly instead of it taking so long. <laughs> All right. So I've heard you talk on, um, on uh, what was it Instagram Live or was it a Facebook uh, video? I'm sorry, what? The video that you were just on not that long ago. That was on uh, Instagram Live or was that on a, a Facebook Originally. Yeah, that was Instagram Live with Grow Green. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And the whole time I was listening to that, I was like, oh, man, I got to ask this guy some questions when I get a hold of him because you guys both know what you're talking about. Um, and I was listening to things like I heard the word terpenes, and I was like, okay, well, I'm out. Like, it all, it all sounds good. So I kind of want to break down for, for people who don't know about medical marijuana or just marijuana in general, kind of like what it is that um, – that you guys do, what it is that people can do with it besides just sitting around and getting high, establish that you guys, you know, you're, you're not just, it's not like people who grow marijuana are drug dealers. The right. people that, like you said, are, are, are trying to help people and right. are helping people. Right. But and I also uh, want to get to know a little bit more about, like, you so we can kind of figure out, like, what your trajectory into this business and this, this line of work was in the first place. Um, well, I'm glad. First, I want to touch on the terpenes. Um, you know, that's one thing that um, I'm also working with um, with a brewer here in town, um, so we can actually pull the terpenes out of the plant. So a terpene is a hydrocarbon. Um, it's what makes the plant smell and taste the way it does. Same thing, like, you know, there's a blueberry terpene, there's a limion, you know, terpene. There's a, everything that smells or tastes has its own terpene profile. Um, what you can actually do with this plant is you can pull these terpenes out and leave all this all the cannabinoids behind so now we can do like projects where you know we do like a, a gorilla puff lemon summer shandy so we take the terpenes from that from the citrus part of the plant 
and we isolate it and then we um, put it in beer. And so now you have like a, a cannabis infused beer with no cannabinoids in it. So it's not going to get you high. So the everyday, you know, beer drinker or whatever can enjoy that. And um, a lot of these plants offer so many unique terpene profiles. Like it's, it's a really good way to incorporate it into everyday life. Is there any, like from a medicinal perspective, like is that a way to get CBD or any of the like medicinal stuff? Or is that kind of more just like, hey, this is beer that has marijuana in it and kind of has that taste profile yeah. solely? Yeah, totally. So, you know, uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company started with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't sell it to the public if there's cannabinoids in it. Right. So this is a good way for people to experience the cannabis plant, you know, with with beer and, and not get high and, you know, just it's a different aspect of it you know yeah that this plan isn't always going to get you high or you know alter your <laughs> your current reality you know you right. can enjoy it in other ways also right yeah even down to the level that um i've seen uh dispensaries uh that have online delivery and they'll have like dog treat sections of cbd treats and I've uh, talked to one person that had a dog that, like, any time anybody came in the house, the dog would run behind the couch and just, like, kind of whimper. And they started giving it CBD treats, and now it just kind of, like, lays on the floor and kind of is like, yeah, whatever. Yep, absolutely, you know. And uh, we see it in animals all the time. Um, you know, I, I have a relationship with one particular animal, and, you know, before he goes and gets haircuts or does anything, you know, we make sure <laughs> we give him CBD. Yeah. And the haircut lady is has said to us well i've noticed a huge difference like he's way more relaxed he's not anxiety filled and like freaking yeah, yeah. out you know and uh it does the same thing for human beings too you know so yeah. it's good to see the hemp market where it's at um it's a good way for everybody to uh you know we were born with cannabinoid receptors and all throughout our body and, it's, and most of them are in our liver so it's really important for us to be ingesting this plan our ancestors did um that's probably how they were way healthier than we are and uh you know it's just it's a, it's it's awesome where the plant has taken itself you yeah. know we're still schedule one felony charge <laughs> <laughs> you know but the plant has has just pilgrims through all of that i mean it, yeah it's either, it's either it legal or it's illegal depending on which cop pulls you over right totally but it's just cool to see where the plant's taken itself i mean it's always been here it's always been a thing. That's why it's always been propaganda behind it because it's a very important plant and it's so unique. There's no way to really regulate it. And they know that. So, yeah. you know, but it's cool to see that how many people have been helped because of it, you know, um, physically, you know, um, people being able to help their families and yeah. mon well, monetarily, you know, and it's also teaches people like it's taught me such dedication and hard work, you know, what it what it actually means to really care for something you know yeah. and uh those are all invaluable you know yeah and well i mean on a on a personal level i am perfectly fine with recreational marijuana med medical marijuana whatever um but like i didn't really realize until more recently when it became more mainstream how medicinal it really is like i've given it to my dad before for his uh, arthritis on his hands and he's like yeah it's the first time i can make a full fist is yeah. you know in, in a couple of years yeah so yeah it's not you know it, for anybody with that perception like oh well you know marijuana that's that's those guys that are skipping school <laughs> and getting in fights and listening to jazz music 
And like, we did do all those things. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we did, but there's, you know, there's we're not going to deny that. People. But you know, we're really. I mean, most of our community, we're we're some of the realest people around. I think. You know, I can't disagree. Yeah, this blunt is getting me so high. <laughs> <laughs> we met when we were probably like, I don't know, just out of high school, right? No. In high school. It was in high school. That's we, right. Yeah, we met in like eighth grade because of Nate. That's right. We met through Nate. Yep. Um, and I think it was actually like uh, a Wednesday night church group where we were chasing girls or something like that. <laughs> that I'm pretty right. sure how that Dude, went down. That, I don't know. I can't speak to all church groups, but I know that that one, there was a lot of uh, hormones. Oh, uh, yeah. They were <laughs> raging at that particular yeah, that particular that Wednesday night. It was like half <laughs> half youth group, half hookup spot. Yeah, but no, yeah, we've met, we've known each other. I mean, we're we're old now, man. I mean, not old, but you know, I mean, I guess we're in our prime. <laughs> we're but, in our prime. You know, I'm 37. How old are yep. you? 37. Just recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we've known each other for a long time, man. Yeah, probably 20 years or close to. I mean, yeah. Totally. Um, and in that time. We've gone from, I guess you could say, casual fans of, of cannabis <laughs> to, I guess I have more of a, uh, I wouldn't call myself a snob, but I, like, I know more about it than I guess most people do just from having kind of a history with it. Yeah. But then you took it straight into like, dude, I love this on a personal level. I love what it can do for people. I'm going to go into business doing this. When did you first get that inkling that I was like, you know what, there's, there's money to be made here that's not necessarily like illegal black market money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I've been growing for 12 years now. Um, but it, it was, it actually, uh, the whole Fresh Coast Seed Company thing started, um, the whole Fresh Coast Seed thing started uh, actually when I lived on Rennie Lake. Um, and it was just like really early in the morning. The lake was like had ice on it. The sun was coming up, and I was just thinking about how I was really burned out on just growing eight different strains, and this was going to be my life, you know. And yeah. it just seemed like there was so much more. And uh, you know, I'm a spiritual person, so like I was just you know kind of meditating, listening, and um, what I call the universe right. just gave me kind of a vision and a, and a plan. And uh, I've just been walking that path ever since. And that was, you know, five years ago. And uh, everybody called me crazy. There's no way I can pull that off. But it, it's not about me. You know, it's about the plant. It's about the plant. And for whatever reason, the, the energies that be, you know, saw me fit to be a shepherd. And, uh, and I feel like no matter what, as long as I'm following the rules, like, I'll be safe and everything will be good, you know. And... And until the federal government figures out their situation, I mean, it's always a risk. Right. You know, uh, it always, it's always a risk. But, you know, this will be my last flower production, so I won't be selling weed anymore. It's just going to be a nursery, seeds, souvenirs, technically, you know. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and that's where I see my life going. That's and to, to kind of bridge a little bit of the then to now again, um, you guys were selling, like, basically like wholesale to a dispensary who would then sell it to correct. somebody else. Yep, correct. But now, um, I don't know a lot about it, just kind of what I hear, you know, second, third hand sometimes. Um, there's kind of an effort to not allow correct. locals yep. to... So, so the people who actually built all this, which were the black market people doing it underground, 
right, you know, right. when it was super, super illegal. And then into the caregiver system. Um, and now, I, you know, I'm a caregiver myself. And, you know, as of September 31st, technically, we're not allowed to sell our cannabis to the stores anymore, even though we pay our fees, you know, and we have our situation. Now we're being cut off, and now they've just passed a law where the townships can say whether you can grow or not. And, you know, it, it just feels really weird. Yeah, that. Well, I don't know. I hope that, you know, if the, all the changes do go through in that regard, that people kind of backlash against it in the same way that, like, right now, people aren't, like, calling their friends being like, hey, man, let's go down and get a, you know, pick whatever major beer at a bar. Like, hey, let's go to Shorts and get some local beer. Like, that's, that's the thing now is, like, right. restaurants yeah. are going local. Breweries are going local. There's whiskey places that are like, we use the city water to make our whiskey, you know, like yeah. that are going real local. But it seems like it's kind of like the trend professionally is going the opposite direction with, uh, with regards to marijuana. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now it's like corporate cannabis. And uh, I personally have since day one, everybody's been like, oh, make it legal, make it legal. I've been one of those people that's like, no, don't make it legal because now it's completely corporate. And, you know, now we have these people who have been lobbying against cannabis who now own cannabis facilities right. and are lobbying to that the caregivers are undercutting them. Well, if you're telling me like 72 plants threatens some big corporation, like that's kind of weak, you know, and yeah. I just I don't. I don't agree with the whole thing. I, I feel like it's disrespectful to the plant. I feel like it's disrespectful to the people. Um, and it, it can be done, you know, like the craft side of it is, you know, like you said, with the beer and the, and the whiskey and different places where it's all craft. You know, there's a certain love that goes into that that makes it different. It makes you, you know, it, you yeah. have a connection. You can build a relationship with it as opposed to. There's a pride with a local stamp. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And as opposed to just like, oh, I know that this was, you know, mass produced and they can't like actually touch every plant, be with every plant and like. You know, you lose the craft side of it, and then you get you feel that energy when you smoke that cannabis or you eat that cannabis. It's different, you know. Like you've had yeah. plenty of my stuff compared to other people's stuff, and that's yeah. a total huge difference. Well, right? I ended up getting a one time from a from a dispensary a a cart that ended up being one of the uh, bootlegs that was just straight filler and no there was there was nothing in it. Yeah, like, I tried it. I was try somebody else tried it. Somebody else tried it, and they're like, yeah, no, this is probably one of those bootlegs. I was like, what? And that's like a whole underground thing, too, is people selling stuff that looks like, you know, something that, like, Snoop Dogg would put on. Vape gate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre world, and it's not really helping people who are doing things, like, honestly and legitimately either, because it just kind of no, all gets tied into, like, well, it, that's yeah. part of that culture, you know. It makes it harder for us, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like you have to tell people, oh, these cartridges have one cannabis cups. You know what I mean? And I still don't believe you because <laughs> there's so much trash out there. And, it, and it's just sad. Like, Yeah, well, I've seen people try to come at you guys on your social media like, oh, your thing is just somebody else's thing. And you're like, actually, that guy bought those seeds from me. So have a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. So now that the growing game is going to be... Well, I mean, it's still, I guess, is it still essentially growing 
what you're going to be doing, or is it like getting grown plants and then tending those and like how uh, does that work? So so now it, I'm going to completely switch over. So I'll still be growing flowers, but just from seed. So based like I want to find new genetics. You know, I want to find males um, to breed with these females. I want to do specific things, cross specific things, and Ooh. now I'll have the space and time to do that. Science question for you. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if any of the people that have been listening to me are, are big on the science stuff. Um, male, females, plants have uh, the same kind of, I guess, what, sexual genetics that humans do in that regard. So uh, keeping males and females together or separate at certain times, like, how does that all Yeah, work? yeah, no, it's a tricky game. So, like, if I just have a, a nursery with vegetative plants, I can have a room full of males and not worry so much about having a seed issue. Now, if, if that vegetative garden was a flower garden, those are female plants and then, you know, pollen, pollen travels and it will get anywhere and everywhere. And all it takes is a little bit and now all of a sudden you have a seeded garden out. Well, if you didn't mean to do it on purpose, then that kind of sucks, you know? so. You have to really be careful, and your timing has to be impeccable. If you are working with a, a veg room and with males when you're trying to breed and a flower garden all in one place, you, I mean, it's a, you got to really be on top of it. So if, do, do you guys sell seeds? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if somebody bought seeds from you guys, um, is, is there, like, a place that you would recommend somebody start, like, hey, before you grow these, like, there are some things you should know. This website's really good, or there's like a, a book you can get for two bucks online that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I always guide everybody to um, True Living Organics book uh, by The Rev. It's real simple. I mean, it's really, it's really user-friendly. Um, it, it produces good, clean, organic cannabis. Um, and it's a great start. It gets your mind working. It's very simple. And um, so that's where I usually guide people to that are just coming off now as far as like what those in particular seeds will do because they're all so different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can go to the beanlodge.com um, and one of us, Fresh Coast Smitty or myself will respond um, or you can go to the Fresh Coast Seed Company um, feed on Instagram and direct message me and I will... You know, I can walk you through any of the crosses and their tendencies and different phenotypes and whether it's good outdoors, indoors, in tents, you know, in a big room, like, you know, what I've, I've, and I've got all the terpene profiles covered. So, you know, just feel free to hit us up. That's what we're here for. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll get all the, um, all the, all the links up too in the, in the description. Um, so will the seed game change at all for you guys, or will that always be a thing? Yeah, yeah it's getting way more competitive rapidly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, I am personally starting to feel the pressure of falling behind almost, yeah. you know? So, but we'll always be doing this. I mean, we've established ourselves, um, and we're not, uh, this is what we're going to do, you know? So I don't know how big or how small. I, I don't know that yet, but I would imagine by the way things look and where things are going that um, I hope to be able to provide to the whole U.S. like 
on a, on a big scale. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that'd be awesome, man, because, I mean, well, obviously you, y- your stuff has been deemed of a pretty decent caliber because you guys did win, <coughs> excuse me, you guys did win a gold medal for, uh, uh, the for a vape pen? Yeah, Gorilla Butter F1. Yeah, vape for vape pen. So and that, that was at the 2019 Cannabis Cup? Uh, yep. And that was a collab with Light Sky Farms. Yeah. Um, and that dude, he's, he's got some hardware too, right? Oh, he has so much hardware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he has 13 first place trophies, like 20 or 30 second places, 20 or 30 third places, and then all this other stuff from like Secret Cups and World Cups. He actually got second place for uh, best CBD pen in the whole world. So he like had to get this, sh- like send, like get the product to California and then they like take it to Jamaica because that's where they do the World Cup at. Oh, dang. And uh, he took second place in that. So the guy's just a ninja, you know? I mean, he's a world-renowned winemaker, world-renowned chef. Like, he's just that kind of dude. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So just kind of like anything he touches turns to to gold, huh? Yeah, literally. Well, that's pretty cool. How'd you (laughs) guys uh, uh, end up hooking up uh, with the collaborations you've been doing? Oh, well, it's, it's a pretty funny story. The building we're in right now was the first place I met him. Yeah. I came here and I was so nervous. So I, I was new to Instagram and like I saw his account and like saw what he did. And I was like, well, I'll just reach out and see what he says. Like, hey, can I bring you some trim? And he's like, he's like, yep, looked at your page. Let's do it. So like then I came here and we met. And I was so nervous, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd never been around a legend like this. And this is when I just started, like, having, like, Fresh Coast Seed Company just started, you know? So yeah. I was, it was a whole new world, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, over the years, man, we've just become really, really good friends, you know, first and foremost. I mean, you know, we're best buds now. And it's, it's rare to find people in this world that, like, have the motivation and the creativity and, and actually go through follow through with it and uh he's he's just an amazing dude man i've watched this guy give away so many meds to people that need it yeah uh, for free you know four or five six thousand dollars worth of of oil for people you know because he he really cares about them and that's awesome and i'll toot your horn a little bit too i've seen you give um people with uh medical conditions that would you know you could classify anywhere from mild to severe giving them um things that have helped them out a lot you know and I was like, oh, I know a guy that might be able to help you with that. And they're like, yeah, anything. And they're like, yeah, that, that was awesome. Thank you. So um, you, you're doing a lot of good in the world, too. It's not all, uh, it's not all about profit and, no. and that either. No, and you know what? That's the other cool thing with the seeds is, like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So, you know, I'm able, because I don't have a lot of capital, you know what I mean? I'm just a, people think that we're an actual company, but it's, you know, it's not like that. We're yeah. very small and... Um, you guys do market well, though. Like, I mean, yeah. you've got the gear, you've got a really nice logo, you got the website. You guys um, have attracted some attention from High Times, uh, and you guys won the Cannabis Cup. So, like, you—I know you've talked to me before personally about like, you can have good weed, but you also have to like let people know that you've got it. And I think the same goes for any kind of business or creative venture. Like, be good at what you do, but then also like promote it too. Right. Totally. So. Like, I want to get into that a little bit, and then I want to talk about, like, actual, like, since the show's creative ops, 
like where the creativity of like how you do this and that with genetics and that kind of stuff comes in. But let's no, actually, let's just go straight into the creativity part because I'm more interested in that yeah. at the moment. Um, I, that when, yeah. When I you mean. create, you know, air quote create something, it's it's not like you put on your goggles, go into a lab and do some weird thing with a bunch of chemicals like it's no, no, no. it's a natural style thing right yes absolutely um and that's why I, like i'm really drawn to the breeding side of it um i still have so much to learn but everything that i do is on based on feel and having a like a relationship with what i'm working with and uh the creativity is awesome because every single plant's so different and like looking into their lineages where they come from and how they might match you know it's not just about like oh i'm gonna cross this with that and this and that you know like if you're going after an orange terpene you know you're and you're looking for a dad and a mom that, that and so that terpene that, is so that, that flavor taste so it profile elevates it and makes it even you know more rich and more full and like maybe you have a plant that just absolutely reeks but it has no bag appeal and you don't like the structure you know you want to so you basically want to breed the terpene profile out into something else you know and, and like in layman's terms what's what's the method by which like you say i like this trait so i want to take that but nothing else right so you want to find more of a dominant dad okay right um structure wise anyways um Something that uh, that maybe doesn't have like a super heavy terpene profile because you you don't want to mask what you're trying to get, right? Right. So like that's where all the creative stuff goes in, and then you know once you do the project and you know it takes so long because you I mean it it takes a year and a half like to do it right where you you know you pop a ton of seeds, you hunt your males, you flower them out. And then you pick one or two. And you use the healthiest methods, too. Like, I know that's yes. a big thing with you. Yeah, and, yeah. like, Six Coast Soil is a, yeah, is a we, thing you're I involved mean, with, too. Yeah, we run a clean ship. Um, everything we do is completely organic. Uh, yeah, Six Coast Soil is, is uh, just really easy to work with. You know, doesn't take a whole lot. Water, cow mag, attention to the plant, and you're good to go. And, yeah. um, and it's a good, clean good clean environment we just passed all our metric tests um which is really hard to do a lot of caregivers fail the metric test um we actually had some of the best test results that the state has seen thus far through this whole entire journey of facilities and all this stuff so we were pretty proud of that and we did that in a giant no-till setup just you know in a commercial building it's nothing fancy yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah we keep it clean keep it righteous but yeah huh. I, I love the I love being able to work with plants and the patience that it teaches you and yeah. um, and really paying attention to every little different little detail you know or at least that's that's where I'm at like it people would most people would be like why are you getting rid of that plant you know yeah but there's a, there's just like a there's another level that I guess we're on with each other where it's they almost tell me what needs to happen next you know right I, i'm just here to make sure the bills get paid <laughs> and they're taken care of and they kind of do what they you know they tell me to do sure and so pretty cool we got some we got some sweet stuff coming this year you know 
Do you remember the old pre-2001 Sensi Star? The shit that would like stink up like three city blocks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, baby, we got it coming. That and Death Star, which is actually the original. It's not actually called Death Star. It's called Power Animal, but then it got named Death Star. But I got these seeds from the dude who made them. Uh, old school, like, I don't know. He's probably got to be 70 now. He's an old Canna Mafia guy. He used to travel <laughs> the world, smuggle seeds through Amsterdam. And then oh. they made most of the strains that we work with. There was like 12 or 13 of them. And uh, so he he's one of the cowboys that's responsible for a lot of the stuff yeah, that's dude, floating around now. Yeah. You should see this guy's seed stock. It's just absolutely insane. <laughs> so I'm starting to go back to those roots because I feel like the breeding pool has just gotten out of hand. It's just too many hybrids on hybrids. And like, there's, you know, like when you pop these older seeds, you, you, you see right away how they haven't been tampered with that much because the phenotypes are so close to one another. There's only maybe one to four different plants that you're gonna look at from, a, from two parents. And like, that's pretty awesome. And that's how you isolate things. And uh, so I wanna bring that back and try and stabilize some of the things that I've already done, which were, you know, originally bred with a, with a mutant strain. So there's that instability that's in there. And I knew that, but I got the frost and the potency out of it and made myself a platform. And then this year is gonna be really cool. We're gonna, it's gonna, bringing it back to the old school stuff. Pretty excited about it, actually. That's awesome. And you know, I think part of the thing that's uh, important like in anybody's creative process, like I, I like to write, I got a book that I'm trying to, you know, get, get out there eventually. Um, but with regards to like trying to get out a quality product, the same thing applies to writing. Like sometimes you have to look at some stuff and just go, nope, it's not good enough. It's okay, but it's got to either be, something's got to change or it's just got to go. And so, I don't know, I think there's a lot of parallels and a lot of lessons to be learned from that. Like quality isn't necessarily like, you don't just wake up one morning and shit quality. Like you no. have to filter through and go like, well, this worked, this didn't, I'll try this again or I'll get rid of this and maybe try these with that next time. Or yeah, I mean, it took me like, five or six years just to have, uh, what was it? Uh, LA chocolate, lemon puff, uh, the Afghan Kush, uh, and there was just a couple others, uh, like the Goji OG, um, the White Lotus, and that was pretty much all I had, you know what I mean? And it was all super, super good, stable stuff. One other thing that I think is important <coughs> Especially, but it took a long time. Sorry, it took a long time to get those, those particular females. Oh like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. I didn't just roll out of bed. Like <laughs> that was like me buying seeds at four o'clock in the morning because I'm doing all this research on all their lineages and like checking on like the reputation of the breeder and like you know yeah. a lot of information and lots of lost thousands of dollars just to get eight plants. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And, and it was a lot of hard work just to get those. And yeah, Research you, know, and investment. you, don't, you yeah, don't just sure. pop seeds and go, oh, yeah, that, you know, there's 28 different strains out here. And I don't know if I'll keep any of them, you know, I yeah. mean, you have to really, you know, my the bar is set pretty high at this point. So, yeah. um, well, 
I mean, you, you come from an uh, interesting background as far as work goes. You've done a lot of different things that I think probably kind of have helped you, like, in terms of building a work ethic, having a vision, and, like, establishing goals, but, like, you've paired it up with something that you're passionate about. First job out of high school or, like, first job while you were in high school, maybe. I don't know. What was it? Uh, my first job was Cappuccino Cafe, being the bus boy and making the caramel milk and the mocha milk. Is cap I, I don't even Which, know if they've got Cappuccino Which, by the way, I drank a lot of that caramel milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would, too. But, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, my family owned Cupid's in downtown Lansing. So, and also on the uh, south side. And so I, I worked there a lot. Uh, I mowed lawns since I was like 12 years old. I bought my, bought my, my own car the day I turned 16. Tried to drive it out of the Toyota parking lot. It was stick shift, and uh, <laughs> it took me like, <laughs> like 50 minutes to get home, and it was like a five-minute drive because I just kept stalling. I was like <laughs> hanging out at this one particular red light for three rounds at least. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, I'm no stranger to hard work. Uh, Alaska was probably really the thing um, yes. that that changed me as a human being because I, I remember calling my mom and after the first month. You after know, the first month of what? Because people don't uh, know. Alaska, okay, you sorry. were doing what? Yeah, so um, I worked on the biggest fisher processor in the world, which is uh, the Ocean Phoenix for Alaskan Pollock. Um, You're like what, 20, Which 21? is like the second biggest biomass in the world next to algae, right? So yeah. it's like pretty much feeds the world. It's what all the McDonald's fish is, like all this stuff. And then the fake crab meat is also pollock. Um, so we would do that right on the boat. Um, so different times of the year, you know, in the winter, which was the roughest, obviously. It was negative 40 degrees, you know, 40-mile-an-hour winds, 20-foot waves. Well, that mean like deadliest catch it was like yeah, that same area yeah right? we fish right next to those guys yeah yep so like when the like the hurricane different, yeah when they did different fish though right yeah they did crabs the, yeah that's yep. right the crabs and then there's like cod fishermen and everything but we're all out there together but there's only certain zones you can actually fish right, right. so like because they protect you know all the environmental yeah stuff. there's like a 600 or 700 square mile school of pollock that you're not allowed anywhere near right yeah so you you can only you can only pick them off in certain parts and of the ocean, so, right? which is crazy because, like, the Bering Sea is super shallow, and which w is what makes it so violent, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I watched Deadliest Catch before I went out there, I was like, no way. This is, like, they're making this up, you know? And, like, <laughs> no, I, I, I have seen and been a part of a 60-foot wave hitting our boat, and... Uh, seeing grown men in their survival suits grabbing onto tables and everything else, screaming for their mom and shit. Like, and I was a young cat, so I was like, "Bring it on!" You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, You're like uh, doing your lieutenant, Dan. You yeah. can't sink this boat. But looking back at it, I mean, we had to anchor behind some islands, and it was we were still getting railed with like 30 foot waves. But that was when I I really saw all the deadliest catch boats, you know, Cornelia Marie, Time Bandit, uh, like for real, like up yeah, close, like oh hey yeah, we were all anchored behind this island, St. Matthew's <laughs> Island, and um, yeah, it was just a crazy experience, and that's where I I really had to dig deep, you know, because I was the minority on the boat. Um, and I was the littlest guy on the boat, and uh, I had to really prove myself, you know. And I got, I got hazed pretty bad, like fish guts in my stuff, like smashed computers, uh. like you know, 
like no good. But I ended up taking second place um, in rookie of the year, which was I was super proud of that. Nice. Um, and that that's what really taught me. I did it for three years, and then I injured my back uh, and a lot of other shit. So yeah. And that's kind of what I started doing art after that, and then uh, then I started growing cannabis, and uh, I've just this is what I this is where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I mean, you've got the you've got the work ethic. I mean, because all the jobs that I can remember, like clearly you doing, was like you were a chef at a restaurant, or um, you were working outside like on lawns, well, or you were when, when I worked on that boat. It was like, yeah, it's not like sit around like talking to somebody, go clickety clack on the keyboard. No. And like when I like worked work, with work, my work. brother, we used to do all that awesome uh, landscape construction. Yeah. I don't know if you ever like saw any of the projects we did, but a lot of that stuff went into magazines and shit. We were oh, doing really? like triple tiered, you know, patios with lighting and waterfalls through them and shit. And like, you know, doing like really awesome stuff from scratch, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I guess I've, uh, I mean, yeah, I've got a lot of experience doing a lot of different things. Um, but I just, I love what we do now, you know, you're never going to be a master of the plant, you know, yeah. you can always learn every single day from it. Right. And, uh, that's what I love so much. It helps, it helps people, it helps me. And, uh, I don't know, I couldn't ask for much more. I'm super thankful for the vision and the opportunity to work with the plant and well, do interviews like this and, yeah. you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think, you know, watching you and the people that you work with, like JJ, he's the man. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys, <laughs> You guys work hard, and, like, you go to bed tired sometimes, but you don't generally strike me as the kind of guys that are like, fuck, it's time to go to work again. You know what I mean? No. Like, you're like, yeah, look what we're doing, man. This is really cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, there, it's are th there are some days when we're just like, <laughs> oh, man, I do not want to go do that right now. But, I'm sure. But I'm at sure. the same time, like, we really do. You like, know? But that, yeah. that work ethic combined with, like, it being something that you're passionate about, that's got to help, like, drive you to the point where, like, you guys have won um, significant hardware. And you guys uh, have been featured in High Times on their social media a couple times, right? Oh yeah, and you guys yeah. have a, a sizable following on uh, social they, media. Like the first time was there, the, yeah, they reposted the Nutella shot, which is uh, which is a, just a beautiful uh, cross that we did, and it was under an LED, and it was awesome. And I remember I got so excited, I was like, "Holy shit!" High Times <laughs> just like reposted one of my plants. Like yeah, because I remember we used to read that when we were like nineteen. Yeah. Be like, "Whoa, look at these plants! Whoa, yeah, who grows these?" Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, totally. And so to like have to be a part of that legacy and you know that history and stuff, it's it's pretty cool, man. Like I've always been a super competitive dude. Like I've always played sports from the time I was a little child. Uh, I'm very competitive. You know me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm if the most competitive they come. So. If somebody says on a golf course or a disc golf course, that's where I've seen you as those two places. Hey, you want to put some money on this one? All of a sudden, it's like lion stare. Like, get out of my way. I got yeah. business to take care of. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I miss playing sports. Play yeah. a lot of golf still. I was gonna try to play golf the other day because I was so happy that you can again. But when I got there, 
dude, like everybody in town and from the next town and some of their friends were there. I couldn't even get in the parking well, lot. Well, it was so weird. Like uh, the golf courses are taking it more serious than the restaurants and the bars. You can't even pull the pin out right now. You can't even do what? Oh, you really? Yeah. Like, wait, so what are you supposed to do? they just not have pins in the holes? Or do no, they, they do. They have pins, but then it's like filled with like styrofoam. So like you just putt into it and then pull your ball out. So people aren't grabbing the that is that's crazy. That's so an interesting way to like combat that problem. Well, it's kind of nice with the pin in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's way easier to putt and chip. Whatnot. I wonder if they'll stick with that. Like people talk about all the stuff that's going on now. Like one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you, especially now is because we're using that soil for our home garden and it's working great. But like, a lot of people are changing things anyway. Um, like I know hospitals are changing the way that they operate and interact with people. Um, and uh, stores now all have the shields up and like, I guess golf courses, I didn't know, are like putting styrofoam in the holes. How much of this stuff do you think is gonna keep going? Like once people are like, okay, like, you know, it's, it's gonna be rare for people, you know, once there's a vaccine or once this thing, I don't know, goes away from herd immunity or whatever. Yeah. You think people are gonna stick with the like, hand washing and face shields and all that for a while? I mean, I, I think a certain portion of people will. Uh, and I think a portion of people won't. I mean, it's a, it's just tough times right now. I mean, it's affecting everybody. And, it is. Um, and, it's and I know people get really impatient because our whole world up to this point was based on super fast. Like I can get information now, I can do anything all the time anytime I want and so then when that got taken away a little bit like I feel like this is the breaking point you know so we'll we'll see yeah. who we'll see who who's gonna continue me personally I am uh, always looking out for people I don't know and uh, so I'm gonna continue to wear a mask and, and gloves and have hand, hand sanitizer with me and like do my part for society whether it's yeah. right or wrong or whatever I don't know but well, I want to at least try and be safe that's the craziest thing is like um, especially in the Grand Rapids area, like there's a pretty, pretty well split group of people that are like, that won't wear a mask in public and will look at you funny if you're wearing one, right? Or vice versa, like if, if you're not wearing or if somebody's not wearing a mask, like you'll see people with masks looking at them like you piece of garbage. Yeah, it just feels really weird right now, you know. And yeah. uh, I don't, I don't feel like any of the people that are abiding by the rules should feel weird about being safe you know we're just looking out for our families and ourselves and you know you don't know people's health conditions you know i'm, I'm young but you know i have lung problems and stuff and yeah. you know i have friends with diabetes and asthma and you know we're right. just it's I, I just think it's bigger than you know the conspiracies and all this stuff the reality yeah. is it's like people are dying at a rapid rate and like you know, yeah, people's sure. bodies aren't used to it, and now people are getting it twice now. So it's just, I don't know. I, I would personally encourage people being safe and, you know, doing it proper. I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That stuff's all, I was just wondering about that because, you know, it's on everybody's mind, but it's all kind of played out too. Like, I'm almost ready to be done talking about it. And once it's all done, I kind of don't well, really want to hear about like it until, like, years later. Yeah, like, hey, remember back in the day? <laughs> oh, yeah. It just feels like we wasted the last two and a half months. I know. You know? 
I know. To yeah. open it back up while everybody's still getting super sick all over the place. Yeah. And then let people are missing and birthdays then let and graduations. Those populations come into places that aren't infected barely at all, like where we're at. And I don't know. It just seems like why don't we just do this at the beginning? Like I hate to say it, but you know right. why didn't we just let everybody get sick and then whoever <laughs> makes it makes it. You know, I don't know because there's no herd immunity well, and there's, you know, I mean, I know what you're saying, but like then you'd be putting a lot of people at risk. I don't know. I'd I'd be I'd be more. Well, it's happening right now, though. You know, it's like, oh, well, I mean, people are yeah, ignoring the, the things inevitable, anyway. I guess is the way I look at it. I yeah. mean, it, it's just the whole thing is gross and it sucks. And like, I don't think there's any good solution to it. Other oh, than, well, no, know, like hope, hope that scientists that are in charge of making sure that there's a response to it that's appropriate and that we can, <laughs> you know, at least mitigate it or get rid of it entirely. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with being safe rather than sorry. Yeah. I, I'm with you, man. You know? Uh, I mean, I don't know about the people that are taking guns to the Capitol and doing all that. Like, the government <laughs> shouldn't tell me what to do. Like, I mean, yeah, the government shouldn't tell you what to do to an extent. But, like, those people are there's, there's a line they're between just protesting them. something else. It doesn't. Yeah, is, is there is there like golden hour or their opportunity to like it's you know, well like whatever well like anybody yeah that who leaves a, a a shitty complaint like on on a YouTube comment or a, something like that like it's not even about that usually it's just I don't know. Well, so on other note, um, back to off of the COVID nineteen thing. Yeah. Um, today is Memorial Day. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. This won't drop for a few days after, but happy Memorial Day uh, yeah. belatedly to everybody. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, man, me too. I got I to gotta drive, so uh, maybe I'll stay and hang out for a minute and then, then head home and try to get this thing put together. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you doing this. And uh, Yeah, man. Maybe uh, we'll have to do it twice in case this one was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll have to do it twice just because this one was so much fun oh there you go i want to see know. what's going on like you guys got changes in the future so yeah. we'll come back and we'll talk about that again sometime yeah 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 because the whole thing is transitioning into you know i'm trying to restructure and rebuild the whole the whole thing and i i don't really know what i'm doing so <laughs> it'll be it'll be a fun interesting ride well and that's, you know, oh, here's one thing that I wanted to, to uh, it's a good spot to end on. With anything creative, professional, both, whatever, it, it seems like a, from a lot of the people that I've talked to in the past, the writers, um, Paul, who you know, uh, yeah. uh, everybody kind of talks about, like, within the thing that they're passionate about, there's a community, and that community is very supportive. And that just seems like... Anytime anybody's putting their creativity and their passion together, it's not like competitive. It's like, hey, let me help you out. Th it seems like that's uh, with this, and and it's not like there's not money to be made. I I I can't remember what it was, but I saw or heard some of the stats on how much money people are spending on marijuana in Michigan. Oh, um, yeah. But like, it seems like there's a very like, hey man, if you're doing it the right way or you're trying to do it the right way, people who have better things to do will help you out a little bit. Is that is that kind of the case? Like, that there's a, a sense of like collaboration. Like, hey, let's let's yeah. let's all work together. Even though like I could make more money by you not being in business. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, that's the really cool thing about our community. You know, like yeah. for instance, like JJ and I. You know, 
we both grow cannabis, but we do it two different ways. Right. And like, we work together though, you know? And like, um, it's really cool. There's so many different aspects and like, the people who are really in this game because they love it and um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It, it just presents a lot of opportunities with people and collaborating with other people. Like I'm doing projects with people in California and I've never shook their hand, you know? Right. I mean, so yeah, I'm super blessed to be a part of what the cannabis plant can do as far as, you know, building relationships and doing different things while you're trying to, do, you know, you're all working together, you know? Yeah. Like, and to find that group of people and find that core group of people that all, all have the same, you know, intentions and, um, um, just like they're going the same place and, and can put their ego down and work with one another. It's a really special thing, especially yeah. when, you know, you've met some of these people through, you know, just social media and you've built a relationship through that. And, right. you know, like eventually you exchange phone numbers and you have phone calls, but you've never really actually met this person. And, um, that wouldn't, that wouldn't ever go down without the plant, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. And I think that's probably a good place to, to end the show. Cool. Uh, just kind of on a note that's like, if you got something that you're passionate about, whether it's cannabis, whether it's painting, whether it's writing, or like making short films that are funny and putting them on YouTube, like whatever it is, there's probably a community of people out there that would embrace somebody who's like, I just want to do this because I love it. Will somebody help me? Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, after you, after you listen to this, Go uh, to thebeanlodge.com, or uh, can, can people order from Fresh Coast Seed Co? No, nope, just the Bean Lodge okay. or Neptune Seed Bank or Fino Hut. Okay, um, and I'll, I'll get those um, links up, too. In but, case yeah, any questions, feel free to DM me on the Fresh Coast Seed Company Instagram. Uh, yeah, you've got a lot of followers, but you seem yeah. like you get back to people pretty quick. Yeah, it takes me sometimes up to a week, but it's just, you know, I – my work comes first and foremost, so but right, I, I right. do see you and I will get I will get with you. All right, cool. So yeah, thebeanlodge.com if uh, if you're interested and you want to get some seeds and see what they're all about, and uh, you can go to their website too uh, and see what uh, those things can look like if you take good care of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, thanks for listening, Ross. Thanks for being on, man. Hey, thanks for this having me, awesome. Chris. This is awesome, man. All right, man. I love you. Cool, love you too.